Hi, this is Mike Bursell, voice of the Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover and Living with the Land. Welcome to a voyage of discovery and awareness of the richness, the diversity, and the often surprising nature of the Mickey Dudes podcast. And now, from the Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor, it's the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Here's your master of ceremonies, Wazowski. Hello, humans! Hello, humans, and welcome to the Mickey Dudes. I'm your, uh, let's just say, host from Christmas past, Jeff Williams. Um... There's been a lot of sickness floating around. Uh, I seem to have gotten the uh, duty this week, which I'm happy to do. Um, but I'm joined by a couple of really cool Mickey dudes. We'll call this one uh, our elf on the shelf, so to speak, Joe Quattroni. <laughs> Jeff, you're doing Quattrochi, okay. sorry, my fault. That, that's all right, that's all right. Listen, <laughs> nobody even at work or anything can say my name right. So, I'm just, uh, I actually know how to say it, I was joking. And listen, you're doing a fantastic job because you did ask me to host and I'm still getting over the crud <laughs> that's going around. You can hear me coughing into the microphone right now, so I appreciate you uh, stepping in uh, to <laughs> fill in tonight. Oh, I, I love stepping in, uh, stepping in the gap for you. I mean, I'm the gap man. And, uh, and also... Uh, We'll, we'll call him the uh, ghost of Christmas future. Yeah, Stephen Maxwell, <laughs> over uh, overseas. How's it going, I'm Stephen? I'm surrounded by idiots. So I was thinking this is even Joe's Twitter handle can't even do his own name right. It does Joe <laughs> what? You know, it's not, it doesn't fill it in all the way. Well, yeah, there's but, really no reason they use the whole name, right? Everybody calls me Quad at work anywhere, Quattro or Q, so it's, you know. Q. Although, Oh man, I like that one. That yeah, although it's was... funny, they call my wife Q-tip at work. Go figure, right? So <laughs> Q-tip. Uh, that's right. <laughs> um, well, I guess there could be a lot worse things you could be calling calling me, but um, but we're uh, we're here tonight. Uh, we're gathered here tonight to uh, kind of honor uh, some Christmas traditions at Disney. Um, I'm gonna kind of call this the Christmas Carol version of Disney World. We're going to kind of go through and maybe do a little something from each park from the Christmas past and then present and and then maybe discuss what we think is the future Christmas celebrations at each park. Um, maybe our little, look into our little crystal ball and try to figure out what we think is the future of uh, how these parks are headed. Uh, but in the meantime, let's take a little pause here for sponsor. Whether it's the first sip of French roast at your Disney resort or the grand finale of a signature dining experience at a restaurant like Le Cellier, Chico, or the California Grill, Joffrey's coffees make Disney memories more magical. Why not savor that Disney vacation just a little bit longer while enjoying a cup of Joffrey's in the comfort of your own home? Visit Joffrey's, the official coffee and tea company of Disney, online today at joffreys.com joffreys coffee and tea a flavor for every disney memory who has the largest selections of dvc resale listings and is the number one dvc reseller in the world who has 90 percent of their listings sell within 30 days with no upfront fees who has 95 years of combined disney vacation club experience and has been selling dvc since 1993 who has over 360 million dollars in sales of dvc 
The answer, my friends, is the same for every single question. It's DVC Resale Market. If you're in the market for buying Disney Vacation Club or have any questions about DVC, then look no further than DVC Resale Market. Nick, Kevin, and the whole team will do their very best to get you exactly what you need and answer any questions that you might have. Take a look at their website for some great information, their latest listings, or just some FAQs. We would like to thank DVC Resale Market for being part of our team, and now it's your turn. Let them be part of your team when buying DVC. Check them out at DVCResaleMarket.com. So the idea behind this uh, was just basically treating the uh, Christmas Carol traditional story, uh, Christmas's past, present, and future. And uh, I was kind of thinking about this and contemplating, you know, what what how Disney World has transformed over the years, as far as how they celebrate Christmas and different uh, unique offerings. Um, so it's going to kind of go uh, park to park and just kind of maybe conversationally talk about what they've done in the past and what are they doing now and then maybe what we feel like might be the future for these uh parks that sounds all right with you guys we're gonna give it our best shot yeah (laughs) (laughs) i don't know how this is gonna turn out but we'll Well, we'll give it our best shot exactly so you know we might as well start with the big one and get it out of the way because uh hollywood studios uh, uh aka mgm studios as we all used to know it as. They've always kind of been a uh, a park with challenges as far as having a enough entertainment value to uh, warrant a full day. And you know, it was supposed to, it was an actual working studio, so a big por- portion of that was supposed to be studio tour kind of things during the day. Um, as they transitioned uh, into what we more modern of what we know now, they had that big giant. New York was it Streets of America. They had New York Street, and then they had a San Francisco uh, portion. It's just a giant space, and they didn't really, it was underutilized, I guess. Uh, at one point, it was going to be, before Jim Henson died, the, uh, I, I believe um, Eisner had made a deal where they were going to get rights to uh, Sesame Street, and one of them was going to actually be Sesame Street and ha- try to reenact that live. And he, Jim Henson passed away, fell into a big family turmoil of what's going to uh, happen with the state, and they killed it off, basically. So uh, Disney was stuck with this giant kind of New York City uh, street. At night, it was pretty much left vacant, and so they had this creative idea of working with uh, the, uh, the Osborne family from Arkansas. Uh, if you have familiar with that storyline, it's pretty interesting. Um, he was uh, getting a giant uh, being fame in the small town uh, in Arkansas where he kept creating this massive uh, light show. And uh, I guess he got into, the, the townsfolk kind of got ticked off at him because I guess it created a, a lot of traffic that they didn't really enjoy uh, during the season. And so I guess he negotiated a deal with Disney. Some of it's known, some of it's undisclosed, but I think basically uh, Disney took all of his lights and created the Osborne Festival of Lights. It's changed names over the years. Uh, Osborne Festival of Dancing Lights, sponsored by... Well, the Siemens one did, because we all remember the Illuminations. Oh, it was Siemens for a while. It was Siemens, then Sylvania. Sylvania, okay, that's what... Yeah, so... 
Anyway, they uh, they took it and ran with it, and they kept adding to it. And I think they made everything LED at one time. Now that's probably the little Sylvania uh, component. But but basically, uh, it was this. If you haven't experienced it, it was uh, a fabulous street display that was just just un unimaginable um, level of detail and quality that only Disney could probably pull off. Have you guys ever experienced it? I I caught uh, Osborne Lights, believe it or not, only the last year it was open. And it was one of those things that was always there. You know, like, as far as I can remember my Disney fandom, like, you know, I've been a Disney fan, obviously, since I was a little kid, but really being invested in it and being, you know, involved with podcasts and stuff like that, I never, I was like, oh, it's always going to be there. And then, like, you know, the rumors started happening, oh, it's going to go away. So I made it my business to go. This is back, you know, the last year it was open. And I was like, I should have like really came to this more often. Uh, <laughs> it, it was just, it was just something like you just never seen anything like it before. And the amazing thing was was that just how they routed the traffic all one way. Like you had to go in a certain way, and you had to exit a certain way because if you didn't, it'd just be a giant mess because people were just standing around looking around. And I mean, I don't know if there was a rhyme or reason to how they were strong or whatever, but it was just it was overwhelming. It was pretty cool. I mean, I love Christmas. Who doesn't love Christmas lights? But uh, it, it was pretty cool. I'm really glad at least I got to experience at least once. Um, on a very nice uh, early fall evening, I guess, right when they... It was actually one of the first weekends they were they were up that year. Because it was still very warm out still, I remember. But it was fun. I'm really glad I got to do it. Steven, did you ever get a chance to see it? No, I've never been across it. That's at a time of year uh, previously to them leaving. Which is a wee bit unfortunate. With the, you watch it on YouTube and stuff like that, and it just looks fantastic. You know, it's, it's one of these things that you, you would wish to do at Christmas. And I know, obviously, in America, that they go hell for leather with Christmas lights and, you know, decking streets up and uh, a, lot better, a lot more than they do over here. But that was just the amount of lights they've got there uh, in that street was just incredible. And for, for one person and one family to have done that off their own back, really, you know, and it, obviously the the complaints were getting for the, their own sort of area uh, sort of led to Disney sort of, you know, taking them across to them. But uh, it's a shame it's gone. And I know, obviously, it takes a hell of a lot of time to actually set up. We have been there uh, in October, and we have actually seen the sort of set up for it. We've seen yeah. the lights actually there, but uh, never seen them switched on, unfortunately. Yeah, they, uh, you know, they notoriously would start setting up in summer. Um, <laughs> and... You're right. It's it's this ridiculous amount of lights, and I, I think it really brought in the crowds. Uh, they would they'd sell all kinds of merchandise and uh, hot chocolate. Yeah, they had it on a cycle. Uh, the last couple of years, they had uh, a narrated show. Also, like the last three years, I think they had dessert parties and those kind of things. And we we found the dessert parties. We didn't. We never did the dessert parties because you could just kind of <laughs> literally walk around where the dessert party was sitting. So. You know, maybe they would get a segregated segregated space, so they didn't have intrusion on all sides. Usually, it's pretty packed. But and then they would do the fake snow, uh, which was really a nice touch. Anybody who's listening that's a fan, I'm sure, is pretty uh, mourning the loss of this. This was a this was a big loss. But all things has to has to come to an end. All good things. So uh, now we'll have Galaxy's Edge. So I can't you know I can't complain too much. Uh, that's probably gonna. That's pretty much going right smack dab where where it was. So so uh, fast forward to the present. Hollywood Studios is transformed, I think, into what Disney uh, expects to be kind of their quintessential uh, Christmas 
Park. Uh, right now, I think the, the number one draw is uh, Sunset Seasons Greetings going down Sunset Boulevard. And that's where they do the projection show on the Tower of Terror uh, based on... And it cycles every you know, 10 minutes, 5, 10 minutes. Different themed stories, and they have these digital billboards. And right. so, yeah, and then the digital billboards kind of play in with the uh, story. And there's lasers and the the fake snow and everything as well. And and I was, uh, I know you got to see it last year, uh, uh, Stephen. Um, you know, me and you are big fans of it. So, uh, Joe, did you ever get a chance to see this yet? I have not, but I did see some YouTube videos on it. And, you know, like we talked before we got on a show, uh, you know, I haven't been down in the parks recently as much as I've wanted to uh, in the last year or two. And, uh, but I, I did see, you know, YouTube videos cause yeah, I've heard people talk about it and I actually showed it to my wife and she goes, Hold, like she, you know, she, she's up on what's going on, but not as much as I am. And I said, babe, check this out. I was like, you know, and she's like, Oh my God, it just looks so cool. It, it looks really cool. And it's, it's something that I definitely want to see in person because it, you can get a good view of it anywhere on Sunset Boulevard. I mean, I know they do similar projection shows on the castle on Magic Kingdom, but Magic Kingdom Main Street is so crowded. And not that Sunset Boulevard isn't, but like you could stand anywhere and it doesn't have that volume of people and see, have a great view of it. You know what I'm saying? And it's, yeah. And also the fact that like I, I'm still blown away about how they take a scary look, supposedly a scary looking building, Tower of Terror. You know the theme of it, and make it look all happy and jolly, projecting all this stuff all over it. I mean, it's right. it, it, they do a really good job, and it's it's a huge building, so it's got the I mean, it's got the space to do it, and I mean, it just looks really cool. I don't think the YouTube videos do it justice, so I'm hoping that possibly this New Year's when I'm down in Florida um, for Christmas slash the New Year, um, we might be going to Tampa for New Year's Day for the Outback Bowl. Our friend's team, Iowa, is playing in it. So um, we might go to the game, but we were hoping maybe to stop on the way back, and hopefully it's still going because they usually still have that stuff going till like the middle, probably till the end of Marathon Weekend usually. Yeah. So yeah. hopefully we'll be able to catch it. That's one of the things I told Jen if we stopped um, – you know, in Disney World on the way back to Daytona, I was like, let's pop in there. So this is actually one of the things on our radar Good. that I, we would like to see. It just looks really cool. I mean, it's it's just, and she's never seen it in person. I've never seen it in person. So it's something that we always talk about on the show that we always try to, my wife and I always try to experience new things because we, we are blessed to go a lot, even though we haven't gone a lot recently. Um, and this is definitely something new. So um, yeah, looking forward to it. My wife loves Christmas lights, Christmas decorations. Uh, I mean, she can't get enough of it. Anytime we go somewhere uh, and they have like a large holiday display, like you drive through or whatever, we we go and do it. You know, a lot of towns have that now. You can pay like, you know, 10 bucks per car. You could drive through. So she's like a sucker for that stuff. So anytime there's new Christmas lights in Disney, she wants to definitely go see them. So this is definitely on our list. What, when is race weekend? Oh, uh, I think it's the 10th to the 13th. I'll be there on the ninth. It was a Wednesday. Oh shoot! So. Well, I mean, I hope I hope it's still there uh, on their website. They officially say it ends January sixth, but uh, well, I will still ca- for me. I will still catch on the way back for for everybody who's running marathon weekend. I really hope they keep it up, but yeah. you never know. Right. So. And Stephen, you uh, <laughs> you and your girlfriend really liked it, uh, if I remember right. Correct. Yeah, I really liked it, and I know Dave's pulled me up before about being able to touch the tower and not doing anything with <laughs> it and uh, it's just sacrilege to actually touch anything with it obviously with the Guardians of the Galaxy over and the, the west coast uh, but seeing it live and seeing the 
the parcels fall down and the candy canes and it's just fantastic you know and uh, obviously we saw the we're going to Magic Kingdom later on with uh, Happily Ever After with the, the bitmapping as well but it's just so good uh, and to have so, uh, such a blank space you know it is just a big huge rectangle up in the sky that you can actually to project these things and not actually see the tower at the back of it you know is it, great and I loved it and it's one of these things that you sort of see and it actually brings a, a tear to your eye when you, you see it for the first time yeah we were really surprised uh, pleasantly surprised um, uh, last year we had end up seeing it twice uh, it's going to be a we're, we go this week or this Christmas and it'll it'll definitely be um, a big uh, highlight of our of our trip. Um, it, it in in like um, Joe was saying, it's a new way of presenting these nighttime shows. By I think all theme parks, uh, Disney and Universal are, are have are starting this with. You have the Tree of Life show, and then and then this this new show, uh, projection show, and it cycles every five to ten minutes. Um, I was I was skeptical on how that would go down, but actually it, it alleviates the crowds uh, quite a bit. And you you, you, you can have um, Sun, Sunset Boulevard uh, relatively uncrowded. Uh, people can just come and go. And we actually sat on a bench and just had a good time just watching it cycle through. And it was it was great. And another reason why I probably like it a lot. I mean, it was just it, it just l- less stress. You know, you don't have to. Uh, crowd together like at Magic Kingdom and you know you, you're elbow to elbow with people for about an hour and then you can't get out of there um, so yeah I enjoyed it quite a bit um, they do have the uh, uh, projection show uh, on the Chinese theater uh, at night and it, right now it's uh, the same one they've had the last couple years I think and that's the um, oh boy Captain London yeah Prep and landing, yeah. uh, and that, that's a cute show. But once again, uh, it's really limited. Uh, it's kind of a because of the palm trees and everything. You, it's really a gun barrel kind of viewing stance, and you kind of be creative and and find a spot. And and they get they're taping. Uh, they they what they'll do is they if you've ever been to a Disney uh, after hours or a late night uh, show uh, in these kind of s- areas, it's really tough on the traffic control for the cast members so they they, they have it a very aggressive taping uh method i i, I thought uh for any the projection shows and hollywood studios so unless you're way up front then it's really tough to see um i know dave and i have done the the little side viewing where you can just walk up dave brags about being able to just walk up and from the side where the um used to be american idol uh sh- building now it's uh the frozen building um but there's a couple of drawbacks about that space uh, one of them is you don't really get a good vantage point of it so <laughs> even though you are able to see some of it it's not you're not really getting a wide view of it and and there's a humongous amount of uh i think light um bleed in from the the frozen show area because uh, it's got a big giant projection screen uh led uh, screen kind of showing some of the stuff right there, but it's not bad. It, it's 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 still worth doing at the last minute if you if you that's the only way you can see it. But but anyway, the 
that's kind of the present. Um, I don't know what what we have, what Disney has in mind of the future. Uh, I will kind of include the Toy Story Land as part of the future part. So we're, I haven't experienced it. I don't know if it, you guys uh, have heard of anybody or seen anything. I've, I've deliberately tried to not look at stuff online. But Toy Story Land has apparently gone all Christmas on us with all kinds of uh, Christmas lights and and sounds and, and all kinds of uh, snacks. So uh, I hope that's going to be pretty cool. But, uh, you know, we have Galaxy's Edge coming. You guys, you guys think at all Disney would ever touch upon Galaxy's Edge for, for holidays? Well, well, the thing about if this is the question, and as a a newer Star Wars fan, and we've talked about this on a show like where I finally watched all the movies and I said I get it, and it's a cool story, but I don't know all the intricate details. But if Disney were to do something like an Osborne Lights or something like that in Galaxy's Edge, my main question is, A, I know the, the land could not handle the crowds, but B, what would be the reaction to the hardcore Star Wars fan base? It, would they appreciate that? I don't think that they would like that because not only would that ruin, you know, you're supposed to be immersed in this galaxy's that, you know, this other world. Right. But also too, is you got people staying at this new star Wars hotel and you can't have holiday lights affecting the adventures and the stays between people in that resort. And doesn't that kind of continue into the land? Right. So if you were to do any kind of decorations, it wouldn't kind of ruin the, the, um, the ambiance of the setting. Right. So I don't know if star Wars fans would, would appreciate that. I don't know if they'd want their land touched. And are altered for like a Christmas, you know what I'm saying? Like Jeff, you're a big Star Wars fan. Right? What, how would that make you feel? Yeah, I would. I, I don't, I don't have think any... it'll be received very well. <laughs> Probably not. There is a, I guess, tongue-in-cheek uh, Christmas special that people reference. I, I think you might be able to. Oh, see it was, like, some it was of like really it. bad, right? It's supposed to be the worst. Okay, I've, I've heard other <laughs> podcast shows talk about it. Right. It's supposed it was like really bad, and they, they were saying like, yeah, even for hardcore Star Wars fans, are like, oh, we have to turn away from this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's become like a cult following kind of thing. But uh, uh, no, I the the question would be um, just because you're somewhere on the uh, I guess they call it the gal uh, literally the galaxy's edge. Um, um, I forgot the the term for the area, but uh, even if you're out there in in the middle of who knows where, uh, can you you know would they celebrate Christmas and or uh, you know what what how would they celebrate it and you know there's obviously going to be some earthlings there you know so um w- would we bring christmas to that space uh so I, the only uh data point that i have that's relevant and pretty recent is um the harry potter stuff so uh there's there's a lot of st- for universal studios like specifically Diagon Alley, if you want to use that or or uh, Hogsmeade, uh, you know, they were very staunch against doing out-of-the-norm holidays there. So Halloween was always off-limits and um, and Christmas. Um, but even in the movies, they, they celebrate uh, Christmas in the movies, in the books. So, uh, but I think it was last year, was the very first year they put up Christmas decorations at Diagon Alley. And... It's it was a huge hit, and then they have the projection show, the the, the Christmas projection show on uh, the uh, um, Hogwarts um, castle. So uh, there is some precedence there where it, it was well received. It's not really 
technically part of their storyline, um, but they were able to incorporate it. Uh, you know, it, it's Disney too, so I'm sure any way they can, <laughs> if there was a way they can make a special party, I'm sure they would maybe pull it off. But uh, I, I agree with you; it's not normal. It's 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 really <laughs> out of the normal. In fact, uh, what do you think, Stephen? I agree uh, that I think Disney will just do anything to make a buck. <laughs> And uh, it may well be that they close it off, you know, either Toy Story Land or Galaxy's Edge and, and do it for sort of private functions and stuff. Uh, and I could do a sort of Christmas element there. I know they've done that with uh, Hogsmead over at Universal. Uh, what do you do? You know, I mean, it's not as if they have to bring folk in. You know, what's a special deal? We'll have to go and see that. The place is going to be absolutely crowded out anyway for both these sections of the of Hollywood studios so is it worth putting the money into actually doing it maybe not maybe a few years down the line when it sort of died down a wee bit maybe they could think about doing it but I think it may well take a, a few years to actually do that uh, Toy Story Land's a totally different thing and I think they could put that up right, right right the way throughout you know and I think I'd be really really good at it. I think it'd be fall right into the sort of animation side of the the studios as well. Uh, but Christmas is Christmas, you know, and whether you get one side of the galaxy or the other, <laughs> 25th of December is still the same day. And yeah. It's still Christmas Day. So there will be folk all over the galaxy that actually celebrate that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Hey, Jeff, I, I just want to, I want to jump in. I totally agree with uh, Stephen on that. And just for the fact that I agree that if they ever do something down the line, it maybe will be like Universal did, because I think that Hogs, you know, the Harry Potter area, Hogsmeade and Diagon Alley and all stuff, like it kind of like, I don't want to say it ran its course, but like the diehards had already gone. A lot of people had already seen it. So maybe it was time to up it a little bit to get those people to come back and be re-excited about it. Uh, I think, I think, yeah. Gal I mean, that's just my opinion, but I think Galaxy's Edge is going to be so crazy and it's going to, it's going to attract not only hardcore Disney fans, but it's going to attract a hardcore, hardcore Star Wars fan. It's obviously not a Disney Parks fan. Like, I already have friends telling me that, like, they want me to take them to Disney because they want to see Star Wars. <laughs> they could care, they don't care a crap about anything else. Right. You know, <laughs> so, but my point is that it's going to take people so long just to get through there initially like i'm petrified to what this is going to be like right. i don't i don't think honestly I've, I've said this before i do not think disney is prepared for what is going to happen right like, i don't think that they're going to be and i think that it's going to take a lot of people a long time to yeah. get through galaxy's edge just as it is so if you were to start now decorating it for christmas you get maybe some say my buddy who's a hardcore star wars fan gets down there during the Christmas season. He's like, what is this? Why is it all, <laughs> you know, like I thought it was supposed to be like, you know, and it, it looks like, you know, you know, uh, <laughs> National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. So you, you don't want to have that reaction either where you're still getting people to try to come through and see it for the first time as it is, as it's supposed to be. Right. And it's decorated with Christmas lights. That's just my opinion. I mean, it's, that's what I'm kind of thinking about. Like, oh, if I came down, like, oh, what is this? Why is it decorated like this? Because what if you're not a Christmas fan, but you wanted to go see Galaxy's Edge? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, but yeah, I, I am very, I agree with Steven. I think it's going to be years down the line. Uh, I definitely think Toy Story is the right spot to do something. Um, if I could just interject one thing um, 
for the future I would love to see is it incorporates um, Tower Tower, but it doesn't incorporate something that everybody sees. I would love to see them do a holiday overlay for Tower of Terror. So instead of like a, some kind of do some kind of storyline where like it incorporates Christmas and like, you know, the elevator drops, but it's dropping down a, I don't know, some kind of Christmas theme where you're dropping down a chimney or something, or I, it sounds kind of crazy, but if they incorporate some kind of funny, you know, theme right. into the, I don't know if it would work, but as we were thinking, we, as we were discussing the show topic, that's one of the things that popped in my head. I was like, it would be really cool if they did something with Tower of Terror inside that was like holiday theme that they could maybe overlay it with something. I don't know. It's just an idea, uh, you know, I, that popped in my head. I don't know how it would work. I don't have specific ideas. Right. <laughs> Started out there, but it'd be pretty cool if they could, you know, incorporate the, the show in the beginning where, you know, instead of you, you know, the people checking in, there's a problem with the elevator, they do something else with it, you know, and. No, no Joe. It's just temporary. It's just temporary. I'm not a big overlay guy, but I think it'd be kind of cool. But. I think it's one of these things, but I think the amount of time and effort and work that would actually have to go into that to change just the projection and obviously the way things work, the whole storyline, I think that would take forever to actually do. And I think the amount of downtime that the tower would be doing between going from one to the other, it's not going to be like Magic Kingdom, but it goes from Halloween to Christmas in one day. Or even in Disneyland, when they do the overlays for... Uh, the Pirates of Caribbean they're doing or uh, Space Mountain uh, Hyperspace Mountain and stuff like that so I think it would take a hell of a lot of work especially the uh, intricacies of the tower inside as well it's, it's an interesting idea and I, I bet it's been thought of <laughs> I bet I'm they sure, definitely I'm sure it has I, I, I'm not that original you know, but I'm sure some Imagineer or somebody somewhere has thought of this but well, they did this it. for one of these imagination shows that we do you know <laughs> Well, they did. I mean, they have done it. I mean, they did it in California. So, I mean, you know, they had a very they, the the Guardians of the Galaxy um, mission breakout. Uh, you know, they had a the plans going in were to have it seasonal, and they I know they have the Halloween one with uh, monsters, whatever it's called, uh, and so it, it is possible. Um, what I think is uh, Disney is. Uh, so pleasantly, um, positively accepted of that uh, projection show, they're they're probably tickled that they're able to pull off something that's a lot less impact on the, the theme parks and they can just kind of set up projectors and and make that happen. Um, that's kind of transforming it at a lower cost, I guess. Um, so transforming, uh, uh, if, we, if it's probably a good time to hop, uh, I would like to hop to maybe Animal Kingdom. Um, and Animal Kingdom is kind of a touchy park because um, it's near and dear to my heart. Um, they, in the past, uh, they used to have a really awesome parade. In fact, it's still one of my favorite parades that Disney's ever put out. And it's called the Jingle J- uh, Jingle Jungle uh, Parade, and uh, it's a shame that that. It, it, first of all, it's a shame that a parade had to go away at Animal Kingdom. I got footage from that i used to we used to watch it every year uh, with the kids but um you know animal kingdom uh disney animal kingdom has been really a touchy uh park because it you know, it's hard to it's a massive park for one thing but it's hard to kind of theme out uh, the whole park for christmas so so they they've got a 
fairly decent job of, of doing some Christmas overlay, uh, decorations, whatnot, but they don't have a ton of lighting packages and they kind of keep it the same um, during this time of year. But that being said, uh, they've never been really open that, that late. Um, so they've got creative with their lighting packages as far as look like night lights or, or uh, sorry, uh, lightning bugs, those kind of things. But uh, there's not a lot to play on for the present. Uh, that's the sad part. Uh, not a lot of uh, not a lot of uh, things to go by. Um, the future would be interesting because uh, we have a show that's not very popular over there. Um, so Rivers of Light uh, has gone through this crazy uh, history. Uh, they weren't ready. They 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 didn't really engineer it very well for um, uh, natural waters uh, most of their light shows or no, most of their projection shows with uh, light cannons or sorry uh, water cannons are usually based on uh, controlled uh, water sources uh, world of color is an example it's a it's just a giant uh, swimming pool uh, chlorinated water um, phantasmic um, is also a controlled water source, whereas uh, Rivers of Light is uh, a challenge because it's uh, natural water uh, with all of its gunky natural uh, water problems. And so I've heard that's th that was one of the problems they've had a challenge with. The other one is just the storyline itself. Uh, they try to be esoteric uh, by nature, and that's Animal Kingdom is one of the reasons I like it. It's, it's very... Uh, esoteric kind of park and uh, nothing real specific no very few character specific uh, notions uh, that seems to be transforming uh, with the new leadership so uh, you're getting a lot more dance parties with characters and those kind of things but Riz Rivers of Light had a hard time from the very beginning and uh, people have kind of poo-pooed it but I, I guess if you if you're if we're jumping into future because there's not really a lot of stuff in the present uh the future is pretty you know low-hanging fruit as far as i'm concerned for christmas because there's so much they could do in this park for christmas uh anyway i'll just kick off the ball rolling and say rivers of light could totally be a uh transformed they have this giant amphitheater so they could make it into a christmas themed uh show of some sort um whatever that would entail uh what do you guys think uh, we could they could do it Animal Kingdom for uh, Christmas going in the future. Well, how many candy canes can you fit on the tree of life? You know? There you uh, go. Or just put a giant uh, Santa hat on it, you know? It yeah. is as crazy as that. But we've also got Pandora, which, you know, obviously Jim Cameron might not be too happy at actually being touched, but you can sort of turn that into a sort of Christmas sort of theme as well. Uh, how they, how they would do that, I don't know. But the river's a light thing. I like that. I mean, it, it, obviously with the, the projection. If they can get the projection right, and I mean, this could run for like a, a good couple of months, you know, uh, for them over there. Uh, and if you can get that done and put a new sort of story into it, because unfortunately the one I've got just now is pretty dull. Uh, only saw it the once, but, uh, but it, gives them, it gives them opportunities to sell all you know, Christmas stuff and, you know, merchandise and hats. I mean, you can imagine walking through uh, Animal Kingdom, you know, everybody with a Santa hat on. 
You know, <laughs> I just yeah. think they're pretty bizarre, but uh, I think it'd be really funny as well. Yeah, for sure. You know, they have that projection show um, on the Tree of Life, uh, uh, Awakenings, isn't it? Tree of, yeah. Tree of Life, yeah. Awakenings. Uh, it seems to me it'd be, if they're not on this project already, it seems to me it'd be a slam dunk to, to convert that into like a Christmas theme. So a fairy light, fairy lights on it rather than just the, the Awakening. The Awakening yeah. of the, the Christmas Tree of Life, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, what do you think, Joe? So, I mean, Jeff, the one thing that, like, I don't know if, like, I mean, I agree with you. I think that the, where Rivers Light, the amphitheater, it's it's a great use of space for something. You got you got the space there. You know what I'm saying? To try to cram a show or some kind of attraction somewhere else, I don't know if it'd work. If for Pandora, I don't know if the, half, the three quarters of, of Pandora's experience is the beauty of it. Would you really want to take something and alter it? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what the allure of Pandora is. As for other places, you you can't do a lot near the safari because of the animals and stuff like that. I mean, you could work with the Tree of Life, obviously. So I think, yes, the area for Rivers of Light would be a natural to do something and to do something with that show. So I completely 100% agree with you on that. However, the one thing that, you know, when you think about the holidays at Walt Disney World, Animal Kingdom doesn't really come to mind. Like, I think when you come to Disney World for Christmas, people want to experience the Magic Kingdom. They want to experience Main Street with its Christmas decorations and the resorts. And even Hollywood Studios and a little bit of Epcot. I don't really think Animal Kingdom is really on top of the list of people. Like If you go to Animal Kingdom and you don't see, and you're somebody who loves Animal Kingdom, you probably love it more than anybody I know. Does it really disappoint you when you don't see a ton of stuff in there? Maybe not because you love the park for what it is. So it's not one of those parks that I really need to see, you know, Christmas decorations like in my face. Now, as we were talking about this, I did a quick Google search. Uh, you know, like Animal Kingdom decorations and uh, holiday decorations. And I saw a few pictures I was posted on, uh, actually, on the mouseforless.com. And um, they've done some pretty cool things. You know, they actually have the, the big tree in the front, which we've all seen before. And I actually took a closer look at it. It's got all the, the animal ornaments and stuff like that. But there's also a giant picture of, um, it's in one of, in Dino Land, it's one of like a, um, like a like a dinosaur, like a Tyrannosaurus Rex, but he's wearing like they call him, uh, you know, Santasaurus. And he's got like a bag of toys and he's got a, uh, a beard on him and a Santa hat. And you know what? If you just did some things like that around the park, that would make me giggle enough to take pictures and be happy with that. Like decorate Dinoland USA with like a bunch of Santa hats and and um, or you know and, and Santa like you know uh, beards and you know make them all like you know Santasauruses <laughs> like that. I I saw it. It looks kind of cool. And it's like that would be enough for animal for the holiday spirit for Animal Kingdom for me to be happy and smile and take some pictures. You know, you maybe have some of the, the characters that do make meet and greets out in Dino Land and stuff like that, maybe be in some holiday garb. Yeah, you know, just a little touch here and there. Have that along with maybe a, a revived, you know, Rivers of Light shelf for like a holiday show. And I think that would be pretty sufficient for Animal Kingdom. But I think even just little decorations like that, you know, maybe on the fun side. You know, even even Dinosaur Gertie, right? Maybe I have a thing with dinosaurs tonight. I don't know. It has a hat on his or her head in, 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 in a Hollywood studio. So like, you know, when you just do little things like that, even if like, you know, in Asia, you know, by uh, Expedition Everest, you maybe do some kind of like small little lights and decorations. You maybe try to do some kind of decorations to Everest or some projections to Everest, you know, some holiday projections, something, just some simple things to, uh, you know, give it a little bit. That's just the way I look at it. I don't think of Animal Kingdom as a huge Christmas park, but just some ideas that came in my head. When I saw the Santa source, I thought it was kind of cool. Uh, <laughs> was, uh, oh, no, you're right. So I'm sure there's a lot of people yelling at us right now, but 
Um, they do really do uh, a bang up job um, in Dino Land. They, they do a lot of uh, uh, kitschy, uh, you know, 50s and 60s kind of uh, Christmas lights it's and awesome, yeah. lighting packages. And that's where you can meet Santa, uh, Santa Goofy. Um, and I, I totally forgot about uh, Camp Mini Mickey uh, back back in the day, where Pandora currently is. There was uh, a land that was kind of left. It was, it was kind of a leftover thing. It was supposed to be Beastly Kingdom, and they ran out of budget, uh, so they they transformed it into Camp Mini Mickey, um, and it had like a Pocahontas show. It had the original uh, Lion King show was there, but also they had a lot of meet and greets uh, the, the the main characters. Um, but they always go out of their way to do a lot of the Christmas decorations in that area. Um, I they had a lot of themed. Um, so currently, you can go to Disney Springs and do the the Christmas tree trail. They started off last year, and and now they have it again this year. Um, they kind of had their own little pseudo Christmas tree trail uh, at Camp Minnie Mickey, and I, I I love taking the pictures, and every every tree was themed differently to a different uh, Disney movie, maybe. Um, and so they kind of had that, in essence, in the in the past, but there is no space for that, it seems like, now. And But it is kind of the burgeoning new era of Animal Kingdom as far as more of a night park. Um, so I'm sure there's some thoughts put, being put into this uh, as we speak as about how to transform this into a, like a more Christmas night uh, lighting package, but then again, Christmas is, you know, traditionally a uh, a Christian holiday, and <laughs> here you have uh, Animal Kingdom that's uh, based on worldly uh, locales uh, that don't necessarily, um, you know, uh, celebrate it. <laughs> I have a lot of Buddhist friends and Muslim friends, so um, maybe maybe Disney is treating. Animal Kingdom is like the escapist uh, park for those uh, those people that don't traditionally, I guess, celebrate um, the the Christian side of the Christmas. But uh, you can be secular and still have the the lighting and all that good stuff. So, but uh, anyway, it's just different viewpoints. Um, uh, I think there's it's definitely a a, a, a palette, uh, a nice empty palette that uh, Disney could go to town with with their creativity. Um, but uh, transitioning to Epcot, um, now Epcot's uh, a tough one because, well, first of all, it's it's massive park, but um, it seems like you know they they've kind of had a hit and miss uh, history. Uh, if you go back in the past, and I, I know some people are touchy, uh, just like the Osborne uh, family of spectacle uh, lights, uh, <laughs> dancing lights. I don't know what the heck it's called. <laughs> um, who knows? But uh, <laughs> Epcot had their own version. Um, uh, they, they were called the um, sorry, yeah, Lights of Winter. I saw it one year, uh, <laughs> incidentally, um, and it is fabulous. It was basically—I don't know if you guys have ever experienced the Epcot's Lights of Winter at all. Uh, have never, you? Never even had them, but no. No, I'm yeah. actually literally um, full disclosure. I'm googling it right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's uh, this giant uh, structure of lights. As you, it, oh, I don't that's, know, that's actually very impressive. Wow. Yeah, and it's basically this giant structure of lights that you walk through on your way to uh, World Showcase. Um, so, what is that called? The Promenade? I don't, even, I don't even know what that. 
path. Well, I guess it, it's the it's the well, it's the walkway to World Showcase. It's it's right in the middle as you're going towards. I mean, you're looking right at American Adventure, you know. Yeah. Um, but it's cool how they actually the monorail goes right through the lights, or did go right through the lights. As yeah. Yeah, but, and then you know they always have the massive tree there, and they still have the massive tree with the special special lighting package, but. Um, but it, it was just, it was really cool. And, um, you know, it's different people uh, on podcasts are, are real sensitive to about, like I said, uh, they don't, you, know, you know, it just mysteriously just went away one year. <laughs> no explanation, nothing. It just it was gone and they never brought it back. So who knows what the reasoning was. Uh, maybe they didn't like the aesthetic uh, uh, or, you know, or they wanted everybody to go see the Osborne lights or something. Who knows? But. Now the Osborne lights are gone, so, um, so uh, fast forward to, and, and there really wasn't, you know, there was a little bit of stuff going on in in the, uh, um, as far as I can recall, um, in World Showcase, but it was definitely not as organized. You would have the little um, shows uh, around World Showcase, but it definitely has transformed into this massive festival now with uh, food booths. Uh, everywhere just like a regular uh food and wine festival um i tried to eat at every booth last year it was <laughs> i think i made it to america and i was about about ready to croak but uh <laughs> it <was> so, <laughs> so much food uh but you know one of the also uh, the past and the present is illuminations and their their famous illuminations uh ending holiday, tag holiday tag yes sir that's on my list yeah and it, it is uh, now, so it's on your list. Does that mean you haven't seen it before? Or no, I mean, I, 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 that I have seen, and you know, it's a little extra bang for your buck at the end. I mean, I, I heard it's, you know, it's not as good as the, um, I guess the New Year's Eve and the Fourth yeah. of July one, but it's pretty yeah. damn good. Right. I mean, it was pretty damn good, but like, you know, I mean, any listen, you could put any kind of tag on Illuminations. <laughs> I'm gonna be sad, and I've said this when it. The, the day final day it's going to be announced. I don't know, have they announced the final day it's going to be yet. I haven't seen a date, but I will be there for the final eliminations. Like I, that's my goal. If I can be there, I'm going to. I that's my favorite show. I, I know it's old, that's past its time, but I have so many great memories of that show and that soundtrack. Um, so anything related to eliminations, I have a soft spot in my heart for. So when we were talking about this, I was like, oh yeah, holiday tag. You know, that's, <laughs> I had that on the list. Right. Uh, Stephen, have you ever uh, experienced the holiday tag at the no. end of Illuminations? No, no, yet. I've no, not done that, and obviously I'm not going to do it <laughs> this time either. Uh, with going in May rather than obviously through the holiday. Uh, right. As you say, Joe, I don't know when it's going to be, be going, but I think it may well before uh, the end of next year. Uh, but Epcot, did they not do the Santa thing where every land had a different sort of storyteller? For, for Santa at Christmas. Yeah, yeah. They've had these those shows, uh, as far as I can remember. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know the technical but, name It's of quite it. good. I think it's one of these things that, you know, there's different... I think we spoke a couple of weeks ago about uh, like Christmas and what they were doing. Uh, but I think it's one of these things that uh, if you go to each land, each, each one has got a different take on Father Christmas or Santa or whatever you, each one of them call it, you know, and there is a different take on it, just subtle changes. I mean, it, ultimately, it's, it's a big round fat guy that gives out presents, but uh, there's, 
there's small things that change in each land. You know, even in Europe, you know, there's different ones between Britain and Italy and France. You know, and it'd just be actually quite good to actually to see that and experience that, which obviously, you know, it has been going on before and still is presently doing just now. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, going forward, I guess, uh, Epcot's got a couple a new show coming out. Um, I'm trying to get the name of it. I couldn't remember. Um, the transition show is called Epcot Forever. Epcot and- Forever. Yeah, it's going to have all the music. And it sounds yeah. it sounds like it should be the permanent one, if it's going to release for us Disney geeks, because it sounds awesome. <laughs> right. And it's got the word forever in it as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and and so going forward, uh, they obviously have something in mind uh, for that space. Um, you know, a detailed um, entertainment package <laughs> probably going to involve drones. Who knows? But uh, I can guarantee you this: uh, knowing Disney, <laughs> there it's going to be any way they can to try to minimize uh, fireworks. Um, so I, you know, Epcot Illumin or Illuminations. Um, um, reflections of Earth has um, always been real famous for uh, massive fireworks display, and then add on the holiday tag, and then add on July Fourth and/or New Year's Eve, and it's just it's it it's gut wrenching. I mean, it's it's massive amount of fireworks. It's just it's the most I've ever seen in my life, and um, I just I think that's the 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 past Disney. I think I think in the future <laughs> it's going to be a little more uh, you know. Uh, belt tightening type things anyway they can kind of save some money um, and fireworks are big you know big expenses for the, the parks and if they can if they can supplement that with projections or um, laser more lasers <laughs> we need more lasers in here um, and, and or some kind of drone technology that that we may have seen a little bit of or maybe we haven't seen any you know anything about yeah. so um, but I know you you touched on the drone thing. I know obviously they were testing drones out before. I know they've done a lot of stuff over uh, here in the UK with drones, but it's very very short battery life on them. You know you're yes. talking about twenty minutes. So I mean you would have to have a stack load of drones to be going up and down because you would have to stop or, or bring them back in and put a new set out. But the technology with the drones. I would take out the expense because obviously you've just got your initial expense of the drones. You would send it up with a whole lot of, you know, programming and it, it, the, the spectacular shows it can do with this thing, you know, and it takes away people, it takes away, you know, expense of fireworks, you know, the lasers, what does that cost? Not a hell of a lot either, you know, so driving down costs in relation to a more sort of futuristic show could be the way forward right yeah for sure hey jeff and just to add and i was um looking up some stuff here while you know you guys were discussing it they said that just for the amount of pyrotechnics for illuminations um it's around 750 individual mortars are shot off uh inside 56 different firing modules at 34 <laughs> different locations and they said during the holiday season they add another 455 mortars that are fired for another 818 more visible effects they said the cost i don't have these aren't official numbers i'm looking at googling them but it says between forty-one thousand and fifty thousand and fifty thousand a show 
Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> and think about it. So when you're watching Illuminations, right, they're firing off fireworks at the studios. They're firing off a show over at the Magic Kingdom. It's like... <laughs> Right. It's like it's unreal the amount of money. I don't know if they get the bulk discount for the you know how much they right. purchase, but I mean I think sometimes as Disney fans we forget that they actually pay for these fireworks shows. They don't right. just magically appear. But um, yeah, I think you're right. You guys are right where they're gonna definitely try to tighten the belt and try to substitute old fashioned pyrotechnics for newer, reusable, renewable uh, you know, yeah. effects. You know? Right. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, when you're looking at a bottom line, uh, I'm sure those are low-hanging fruit again. I mean, um, easy stuff to, especially if you're a uh, you know a CEO of a company or a president of a you know parks <laughs> kind of guy. Um, but you know, the the new show is is going to be. Uh, I'm sure we'll end up all enjoying it. Um, but my question, I guess, is based on uh, the topic at hand: is I wonder if they've they will actually plan for a holiday um, component to that, you know, uh, if that's already, you know, put in place. Or, or if it's going to be a separate sh- show maybe during the holidays. You know, they have that capability of doing that too. I mean, they have the wherewithal to maybe make it that. Um, even even if you take it to another, to another level, can you imagine how if they take Illuminations away... And they bring this new show, which is, you know, entertaining. I'm sure we'll all love it. Uh, can you imagine if for the holidays, <laughs> they they say bringing back, you know, illuminations <laughs> for the holidays? You know, people would probably lose their minds. Oh, they would, they would sure. lose their, you know, what? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't and it's know. It's probably I, part of the plan. Yeah, I don't know if like with this new show, if they will automatically develop a holiday theme for this new show because maybe just because of the fact that of all the growing pains they went through with Rivers of Light. You know, it's like, do you want to like, why don't you get this one going first to make yeah. sure it runs properly before you already start filling with a, you know, with a, um, you know, yeah. with, with a holiday. But you know what? Keep the illumination stuff in your back pocket. You bring it back on special occasions. Let me tell you something. There's such a love for illuminations that if you brought that out on the 4th of July, like yeah. oh, one night only special, not like you need any help packing Epcot <laughs> at 4th of July, right. but I'm telling you, that would be like people would go nuts for that. Like the, I mean, I was there for Epcot 35, right? Yeah. And you saw the amount of old school fans that came out just to be there on its birthday. Let alone if you brought back Illuminations <laughs> that's been going for like how many years? The longest running, right. you know, fireworks show. Yeah, it'd be incredible. So. Yeah. I agree. What did it? What did it normally do with these sort of shows? I mean, what's the transition between one to another? Because ideally, if it's going to be a drone show taken over from Illuminations, it could possibly just go like one night Illuminations finished and then the next night is the drone show. You know, it could be as quick as that because it's not as if they're going to rip out like and test out the, the fireworks and stuff like that. You know, it could yeah, do that yeah. at night and obviously test it out, you know, through the, the park closing hours. Uh, yeah. So that the next night it'll be ready to go. Yeah, I mean, uh, totally, and they could be practicing the drone show anywhere, you know, off yeah. the back lot somewhere, and you know, and it's it's to a uh, soundtrack, so, and it's all digitized, and so, I mean, I, I was able to experience the drone show uh, they tested out over Disney Springs um, for the holidays uh, a couple years ago. Um, w- the one thing that bummed us out was, um, it it was if there was the slightest wind, like you said, it's these these drones are. Um, 
have a finite life, a very short life, yeah. battery life. So, uh, slightest win that they they didn't do it. So it's it, in that sense, it's kind of bad, a bummer. But um, I, I read some stuff. There was something about kites. I maybe mean, obviously they'll have some kind of drone kites. Maybe I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how this tr- uh, plays out. But um, you know, they, they got a tough challenge on their hand, and um, if anybody's going to pull it off, it's going to be Disney. They they. they We've got a bottomless pit of uh, entertain uh, entertaining people and um, and technicians um, and uh, imagineering that can pull off some kind of crazy stuff. The transition um, show will be interesting. Like like Joe said, it's going to be um, a lot of fan service. I think it's just going to be to appease people for losing illuminations, but also it's it's going to be a simple show that give them time to set up the new the new show that's going to be coming out and about a year, I guess, 2020, something like that. Um, but anyway, the future of Epcot is uh, definitely, <laughs> we're all on waiting on waiting on bated be- breath. Um, but, uh, you know, if you transition to, um, uh, well, also the festivals, so uh, I don't think those are going away. So we're probably going to have that, the Christmas festival. It's it's a big, anything selling food and, and uh, merchandise and, and uh, spirits—they're big bucks for Disney, so th- I think that's a that's a winner, and a, 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 it's definitely going to be here in the future <laughs> for sure. Um, in fact, it's pr- if anything, it's expanding because I, I know they're now they're starting to do more booths in the uh, in Future World <laughs> too. So, um, but uh, if we transition over to pivot to Magic Kingdom, uh, now Magic Kingdom has had this uh, solid. Uh, past uh as far as being the quintessential christmas theme park um that's always where they have the uh mickey's uh very merry christmas party um and usually the special uh, once upon a christmas time parade um that that'll be held at the the party and then christmas week they'll they'll run it twice a day uh and and uh Holiday Wishes is is another uh, uh, popular, uh, uh, once again, <laughs> uh, fireworks show. Uh, but I will say this, in the past, uh, I don't know if you guys ever experienced Mickey's uh, Very Merry Christmas Party in the past. Um, it was, it's definitely been uh, reduced as far as what they've, what they've shown and what they've, um, had as far as uh, experiences go, there was usually uh, a couple of stage shows going on at the same time. Um, now it's kind of reduced to meeting a bunch of characters. You still get the parade. Um, it, the, the, the creative, the most creative thing they have right now is uh, for the private party is uh, now they have four different uh, locations for four different snacks. Uh, used to be all um, cookies, and uh, sugar cookies, um, and hot chocolate. <laughs> At least they're being a little bit more creative. But it's definitely been reduced as far as, as what they've done. And a lot of people complain. Um, Disney World itself, uh, Magic Kingdom, uh, the the uh, theming stops uh, pretty much right at the castle. Uh, in fact, they don't even decorate the back of the castle. It's a big, it's a big like uh, complaint by a lot of fans, um, which is a shame. Um, so, if I'd say anything, I'd, I'd say the present is is lackluster as far as 
as far as uh, 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 Christmas theming goes, they, they do have the jingle. Uh, sorry, the jingle um, jingle cruise, and that came out about four years ago, and it's that's been really pleasantly well received. And I'll, I'll put that in the in the present kind of vernacular. Um, but as far as anything else goes, uh, what, what do you guys feel like uh, Disney could do for the future going forward for Magic Kingdom in Christmas? Well, the one the, Jeff, the one thing that you you hit the nail on the head. I had this written down in my notes here was, and I noticed this when I run through because they keep the decorations up usually for Marathon Weekend. So when you run through Main Street, but the fact that the decorations stop and it's like I understand. Listen, I know it's a quick turn from. Halloween to Christmas. I understand they do it pretty quick. And I understand it's a lot. It's a lot to do. But even just if you were just to decorate like Liberty Square would look amazing if you really decked it all out. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, uh, I mean, that would be unbelievable. I mean, how cool would it be to see even some, um, you know, for example, like you go through Adventureland, right? What What's one of my most famous uh, favorite uh, Christmas commercials is, is the Corona commercial where the guy's sitting out, you know, and, and they have the palm tree with all the lights in it. Why can't you do something like that? Maybe decorate a bunch of palm trees in, in Adventureland, you know, do something in Tomorrowland. Like, you know, there's little things you could do to maybe extend it out from the hub out to the rest of, you know, the land. You don't have to do the whole land, but just do a little bit more, you know. So I, I kind of agree with that it, to extend the decorations a little bit more. I know it takes some more effort. It takes some more funding to do it. Um, like everything costs money. It's all about dollars and cents, but. That's the one thing I would like to see. The shows are great. I've never experienced uh, the Christmas party. I, I haven't done either Halloween or Christmas. We just never got around to doing them. And yeah, uh, you know, like I said, we don't we're not big you know, candy people, so we never really did the Halloween party. And you know, uh, was, I've only been down for Christmas maybe, you know, on vacation. I saw it like once back in ISM, but we popped in for little trips here and there, like when I saw Illuminations, you know, one time. So I really haven't spent a lot of time in the parks during Christmas that I've wanted to. And um, so some of the things I haven't seen, but I think, you know, when we were there for a marathon weekend and for those short day trips, you know, the one thing that always did stand out was definitely the um, the lack of decorations into the lands. I 100 percent agree with you on that. If they could expand it a little bit more, uh, I think it would actually go a long way. And like I said, it's just a, the attention to detail, just like they don't do the back of the castle. You know, we understand you do the front for the pictures and all that stuff, but, you know, the back of the castle is just as important as the front. So, yeah. Stephen, have you ever? Uh, I couldn't remember. Have you been to one of the um, Disney parties at uh, Magic Kingdom? No, I never went to the very merry Christmas party. Uh, I've been done the Halloween one before. I, th- I thought that was okay, uh, but I, I would. I, it never inspired me to do the the Christmas one. I think we were talking earlier on about Animal Kingdom. The fact that you know it's not everybody that celebrates Christmas. You know, so that maybe just to do Main Street, you know, and deck that all up with Christmas garb and, you know, all dressed up and do the parties, but leave the rest of the park obviously open to other faiths. You know, the, you don't want it rammed down everybody's throat. I mean, being a Christian myself, it wouldn't bother me, but as a multicultural society, and Disney obviously want to draw as many folk in as possible. Maybe that's the reason why they've only done, you know, certain areas within the park, and Could obviously be. leaving it leaving it out, you know. Yeah. Could be, um, you know, uh, it, it, 
if you extend the idea, they they did Jingle Cruise, and that was really cool and really well received. Yeah, that that's um, funny. You know, that yeah. is, you know, the spider and the cage and stuff like that, and obviously different jokes, which yeah, you know, Jungle Cruise is iconic. You know, there is one of these things that you you know what they're going to say next, but. Obviously, when you do the Jingle Cruise, it is—it throws a curveball. You know, it's totally different. It's a—it's yeah. a great experience to do at Christmas. Yeah, and and when they, you know, they have the the icicle lights hanging from the castle, um, and and they have the once Frozen was a big hit. That's that's like a big deal now. Having uh, Elsa light the 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 castle, um, <laughs> it's a cool little experience. It's it's. It kind of mild mannered. It's not much to it, but it's still like a neat little thing. Um, you know, there's probably a lot of opportunities. So in, in California, they they go all out. Um, Disneyland um, from from top to bottom is decorated. You know, pretty pretty uh, extreme. It's really amazing how much they go into it. Now it's more of a locals park, and that's probably a lot a lot of reason why uh, that's what I was going to say because Dave said that obviously they do things totally different over there you yeah. know because as a local park obviously to try and bring more folk in you know right. the, the locals want that sort of thing whether it being you know everybody's first trip to Walt Disney World do they want all that as yeah. well as everything else that goes on at Disney World you know I don't know well yeah I have a friend uh, who's in Disneyland for the first time right now and we want me and my wife emphasized to, to him and his family, you know, um, you have to see the lighting of It's a Small World. Uh, it's a Small World is such a iconic. Uh, the holiday It's a Small World is such an iconic thing for Disneyland out there. Uh, it's gorgeous. It's massive lighting package, um, to, and then the music and the ho- the whole deal. Um, it's such a simple thing. It's just you know this lighting package for this this ride um they could kind of they i could see them doing that in magic kingdom for pretty much anything i mean they put a lighting package in tomorrowland and have a lighting ceremony i mean um heck um you know um take all the osborne lights and plop it on tom sawyer island you know (laughs) uh and then have like nighttime shuttles to the Tom Sawyer Island, you know, uh, mitigate some of that, or, or maybe not even you don't even get to go on the island. Maybe you get on the, the, the you know, the paddle boat. And you get to, yeah, yeah, and you just get to go around it and, and check it out. And then, you know, there's there's so much things they could do. I think I think they're just really focused on the private parties, unfortunately, and and uh, you know, uh, kind of getting they're, they're getting their money that way, uh, so to speak. And people are coming no matter what at Christmas, so they don't have to do a lot. It's that's the sad part. Um, the place is just jam packed. You know, it's Christmas Day is notoriously, you know, uh, closed at like noon or whatever. <laughs> Magic Kingdom. It's uh, so. Anyway, going forward, you know, they they could do a lot. Um, I don't probably see them doing a lot, but. Um, it, it, I really appreciate things like the Jingle Cruise, and hopefully we, we get a little bit more of that going forward. But anyway, uh, we've gone on and on about this. Uh, so, you know, let us know what you guys think. Uh, if you have any ideas, uh, definitely tweet us about it uh, uh, at the Mickey Dudes uh, on Twitter. Um, let's go around the, the horn here and see where you guys can be found. 
Joe? Well, you could find me over at Joe Qua. You can also find me over at Instagram and at the uh, DVC uh, Roundtable ResortLoop.com. And if you've uh, anybody's followed me on Twitter in the past, go ahead and refollow me. I had to reactivate my Twitter. And uh, yeah, Twitter deletes all your followers when uh, you have to reactivate it. So uh, I went from having four or 500 followers to 27. So go ahead and uh, <laughs> give me a follow. Wow. There. I got I, I think, uh, Stephen, you were the first one, I think, to uh, refollow me when I got it reactivated, weren't you? Yeah, unfortunately, yes. <laughs> my, my, my phone's in my hand 24-7. <laughs> yeah, so I'm up to 27 right now, and I think uh, 10 of them are uh, the rotating commentators here on the show. So give me, uh, give me a follow over there. Get my numbers back up. So is that at Joe Quattroni? No, at Quattroni. I'm going to strangle you, my friend. It's at Joe Quatt, J-O-E-Q-U-A-T-T. I usually uh, retweet a lot of our Mickey Dude stuff, uh, also Resort Loop stuff, and uh, stuff from our sponsors, Joffrey's, and, uh, uh, oh, my goodness, uh, DVC Resale Market. Sorry to our folks over there. It's been a long night. So <laughs> I usually retweet their stuff as well. So uh, Nice. How about you, Steven? Yeah, you can get me on Twitter at SJM Disney, and you can follow me on Facebook under Stephen Maxwell. Great, and I'm at Braindead92 and uh, Braindo on uh, Instagram. Um, follow us along, uh, the Mickey Dudes, and do us a favor, and if you can, go into the podcast app and rate us. Um, it'd be nice if you give us a, a review. Um, any review do positive or negative we'd just like to hear from you guys um but it's so easy to just hit the little stars um so give us some some ratings and maybe other people will be able to find us and and hear hear us uh talking about uh, our love for disney so anyway uh let us know what you think about the christmas past present and future <laughs> hopefully uh you guys all have a safe and happy holiday You've just listened to another exciting episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. You can find the Mickey Dudes on Facebook at the Mickey Dudes Podcast and on Twitter at the Mickey Dudes. If you enjoyed our podcast, please share the love on Stitcher or iTunes. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you again real soon.